Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. I'm right here when you need me, Benny. How are you? Good. Welcome back. Yeah. Another day, another dollar. Oh, it's so awesome. To ask me what I did over the weekend. What did you do over the weekend? <laughs> I had a ladies' weekend. Uh-oh. Oh, so you're allowed to mention things? No, not everything. Oh, so it is truly like you go to the bathroom and, you know, oh, it's ladies' time. We don't discuss things. Oh, room. no. We had a really good time. We went over to Crescent Bar. Oh, I haven't mm. been there in years. So fun. Did you bring your own boat? Too cold. Way too cold. So what? It was so windy. The first day. What day did I oh. get there? I got there Friday. Well, it must have been a good weekend. Can't remember. Yeah, I got there Friday Can't at remember. 1 o'clock. And from <laughs> then on till Sunday at 2 o'clock, it's... A giant blur. Right. It's a fuzzy pink bur- <laughs> <See>? blur. Blur. <laughs> <laughs> blur. Blur. <laughs> What's that language? <laughs> yes. Snowballs. Hailballs. Did I hear this? Yeah. What is happening the in the news? weather... F- <sighs> I can't even. I'm still beside myself. They're reporting softball to like grapefruit sized hail in the plains now, I guess. Or I can't even imagine what today. that is like. Yeah, that's just. All right, blessings out there to everybody there. Please stay safe. be safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And like we talk, or wear helmets. Don't go outside. Well, like, like if you are outside and you're trapped in it, where are you supposed to go? I mean, really? How are you how supposed to are find you supposed to, yeah. yeah, cover or shelter? I'd probably go under an uh, overpass or something. I mean, something. Be, yeah. Something. Oh, boy. All right. Well, you guys are tuning into the Gratitude Cafe. This is Sue Lundquist. And uh, how would you guys feel? Um, change how you can feel. How do you want to do that? Well, how do you want to do that? That wasn't very good English, but I'm here to help you achieve that. <laughs> got hit by some hair. I got hit by something. <laughs> some I, it was something this weekend, I think. <laughs> you know, when you ha- you know you've had a good weekend when you have to take Monday off uh-huh. and just relax. Uh-huh. Oh, I to know. all my ladies out there, I love you bunches. We had an incredible weekend. Yeah. In fact, well, you know how I talk about um, communicating with spirit and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That was part of the weekend. It was quite magical and pretty amazing. And spirit came through for a um, uh, lady friend of mine this weekend. And it was pretty amazing. And she got some wonderful love messages and some closure. And I was pretty pretty fortunate pretty Good. blessed to mm-hmm. be able to fill us it facilitate that with her. Slow down. Yes. All right. So you're wondering what we're doing today. Well, we're talking about compassion and we have Cynthia Benj back here today. And she was here a couple weeks ago and we were talking about um, emotional focus therapy, EFT. But today, Cynthia and I, we actually, we went and had lunch last week and we were like, you know what? We really need to talk about compassion. But we really want to get to the basics of compassion. What does that mean? Define it. How that's going to affect your life when you you know, employ that into your life and you foster that type of um, compassion and love and those, all of that in your life. So we're going to talk to her. I'm going to honestly, um, in a minute, I'm going to jump in. We're going to talk about 
who she is, where she comes from, all that juicy stuff. But before we talk about that, I have to talk about Josh Parkinson and Resonate brand. Resonate helps you build beautiful mobile-friendly websites, but more importantly, they help you build a web strategy that helps your business attract new customers, grow a following, which is huge, all of this is huge, and get higher in the search listings. Huge! And if you want to create an online course or membership that sells automatically without you lifting a finger, and at nighttime, so make money while you're sleeping, they can help you build and sell that too. Contact Resonate Web Leadership for a free consult to see what options they have available for you. Go to www.resonateweb.agency. And if you're driving, all that's going to be in my newsletter. So just make sure you get that. So with that, we are going to jump right into Compassion. Miss Cynthia, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here back with you and Ben. Yes. Benny. We Benny. like you so much. Oh, Benny. We like you so much. Yes, Mr. Benny. Okay, let's remind the audience who your most magical self is and what your background is. Pretty please. Okie dokie. I'm a marriage and family therapist. I've uh, I've been working as a therapist for about 25 years. And about five years ago, I had the opportunity to go down and train with one of my mentors, Brene Brown. Oh, I love her. Love me some Brene. Oh, She's awesome. We could talk about her all day long. I and know. she will be on my show. She will oh, be on my I show. I think that's great. Yes, love yes. It, I've already her. contacted her peeps. Anyways, please, good, Cynthia. Good, good. Yeah. So I I work with emotion-focused therapy and shame resiliency. I work with individuals. I do retreats and workshops. I can come to your corporate headquarters if you want, do a lunch Ooh. sort of show if you're interested. Nice. So a I very take, captured audience. I, I do. I respect. take my show on the road. So nice. my office is in Fremont. I love what I do. I'm passionate about my work. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed our little private time having fun. lunch. Yes. Yeah, that was nice. That was really nice. So let's dive into the definition of compassion. I just really want to break it down into basics for everybody because people are like, compassion, I s- sometimes feel that, but yes. what is that? Well, you know, we feel compassion, which is care for for someone who's suffering we feel we feel it in our bones we feel it in our heart we're often so much better at extending compassion to others than to ourselves hello and so (laughs) what self-compassion really is the capacity to um, operate and to be with yourself with kindness when you're suffering when you're going through emotional struggle And so often we sort of hit ourselves with a double whammy. So we're suffering, we're disappointed, we've made a mistake, there's been a failure, and then we beat ourselves up about it. Yes. And so let's sprinkle in some shame. Shame is always in there. Oh my gosh. So self compassion is really the ability to soothe yourself when you get emotionally triggered. And and I think of it really as sort of a combination between being your own inner therapist or coach or mom or or best friend. Um, you know, Kristen Neff at the University of Texas has Love done her. tons of research about about self-compassion. And she really she says that um, self-compassion is bearing witness to one's pain and then responding with kindness. Okay, let's talk about responding with kindness, because when, can I say, 
<laughs> when I'm pissed off, I had to make sure I could yeah. say that on the radio. I like how you say like half of it and you're like, not <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. I'll just continue all the way through. <laughs> I don't have my, my button. I've got you. You got me. So seriously, when I'm triggered, when I'm pissed off, yeah. and I'm, I know my audience is asking the same darn question. Mm-hmm. We're all been there. Mm-hmm. When we're triggered, we're pissed off. How do we not only have compassion for what we perceive, it's the other person's responsibility for my trigger. Yes. Which makes no sense. We'll get to that. But how do I do that? How do I switch gears? How do you switch gears? Well, part of it is, you know, and really the simple simple concept of slowing down taking Uh, a breath breathing (laughs) but what if i like to have that drama because you you know there's so many people out there that like the drama what i'm going to tell you is for every emotion underneath it there's a need yes if we can slow our body down enough and soothe ourselves and the way you soothe yourself simple simple take a breath Slow down, get curious. That's what we want to do. We want to get curious about, okay, I'm mad. I'm angry. Anger is just the red line on the dashboard telling us something's wrong under the hood. So what did I need? What did I want to have happen? What? What's underneath there? What's and under what the hood, I, sister? what's under the hood? What can I do about it? Benny, what's so under the hood? soothing yourself, which is to say, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm okay here. I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to get curious. I'm going to get curious. And when you say that, because I I say the CCs in life, it's one of my tools, compassionate curiosity. There you go. Exactly what we're talking about. Have compassion for myself and compassion for the other person and then get curious about what's happening. Yes. Because it takes the sting out. It takes the sting out and also what happens is your amygdala brain comes down and your prefrontal cortex comes online. All right. You just went way over. Okay. Back up. Let's talk about that for just a minute because that's super juicy stuff. Well, our amygdala is our primitive brain, right? We're, we're the really fight or flight. Fight the... or flight. We're survivor <clears throat> creatures. You know, we're, we're looking for safety all the time. You know, I, I always say that, um, you know, people just really are looking for two things. They want to feel safe and they want to be loved. Mm. And when one or the other of those is threatened, our primitive brain goes on overdrive and says, danger, danger. And if we can calm that part just for a little bit, then we get our, the thinking part of our brain, our prefrontal cortex. On the, the rational. Line. The rational. <laughs> but also, I don't want to leave out emotion. Yes. Because emotion, again, we don't want to get rid of it. No, We no, don't no, want no. to deny it. No. The more we beat it up or stuff it down or try to control it, the more heightened it gets. Anxiety. Anxiety. Fear. fear all, all panic. Those. All of that. So, so let's take a minute with the emotion again. Have some compassion, have some kindness, develop and an allowing for that feeling to come forward. Mm-hmm. And as we do that with a curious stance, then there's some ways that our emotion can inform us, help us make better decisions, know what to do next, mm. those kinds of things. And allow for, you know, we have feelings about our feelings. We feel guilt about our anger. We feel shame when we're scared. Yes. And so it calms that secondary feeling down so we can get to the more primary emotion underneath. Oh, juicy. 
Juicy, juicy. Okay. So we talked about self-compassion, what it is. We talked about compassion and self-compassion, what it is. For every emotion, there is a need. Mm-hmm. And then there are two components, what you were saying about what people most need and they need to feel safe and to feel loved. I 100% agree with that. So we talked a little bit about the benefits. Let's tap into that only because um, reminding the audience, reminding myself, because when you get triggered, knowing the benefits is going to be a little bit more helpful. So benefits of having self-compassion for yourself, benefits of having um, compassion for the other person that's triggered. What's going, to, what's going to happen in my life? Well, essentially, I think when we beat ourselves up, Again, we lose the capacity to think. We lose the capacity to um, for uh, coming up with some creative ways for dealing with whatever the difficult situation is. So if we can have some compassion, it opens us up to more creativity and really more resiliency in our lives. Mm. So if we're not so afraid to make a mistake, if we're not afraid to fall down, if we think, oh, that's okay, what am I going to learn here? Let me let me take a few minutes to um, learn the lesson. Letting this. go of striving for perfection. Letting go of striving for there perfection. There is no perfection. No. Only perfect effort. <laughs> is do your best. Yes. Just do what's best for you. And not judging yourself critically. And what we really find is that people who develop self-compassion have resiliency. They have an ability to take risks to Mm. try something new. They're not so afraid to do that. So it actually moves us forward towards change. And I I see with having self-compassion, self-love, or just compassion in general, you have a different pair of glasses on when you are in a situation. I know you, you talked about that. I'm just kind of breaking it down to layman terms. You do. You have a completely different outlook, a different feel, a different pair of glasses on that you're going, you know what? It's it's a different lens. Yeah. It's a different lens lens. to look at the world. Yes. All right. So should we take a commercial break and then we'll come back? Because we've got some really juicy tools and we're going to talk about self-esteem and exploring the different similarities between um, compassion and self-compassion. We will be right back. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. So much better. Yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Benny. Always perfect. I love all of you. Today, this is Sue Lundquist. This is the Gratitude Cafe. And you can find me at www.suelundquist.com. Make sure you are signed up for the newsletter for multiple reasons. Free goodies, free gifts, copies of the show. We are talking about compassion today. And actually, we're going to... Talk about a 30-day compassion little goodie that we have later in the show, but you must stay tuned. And also, you need the newsletter as well, so I can send you all the links. So make sure, and if you're driving, just go home and go to suelunquist.com and sign up for the newsletter. Totally free, 
painless and really good information. Today we are talking about compassion, self-compassion, what that looks like. We are now going to jump into the self-esteem, the differences between self-compassion and self-esteem. And Cynthia is here with us today. Miss Cynthia, hi again. Hey there. All right, so we've got a big chunk of time to really right. dive into this. So let will you talk to me um, the difference between compassion and self-esteem? Well, I think what we're learning from the literature is that our focus on self-esteem has really backfired. You know, all that focus on praising our children in an effort to enhance their self-esteem didn't really work. Uh, and it just didn't work. You're an AI. There's a whole enabling thing there. Absolutely. There's oh, too my much. gosh. Way too much. But really, at its core, it was um, a value judgment about our self-worth. And so it backfired. Um, so instead of being a motivator, it was a stress inducer. You know, the danger with a focus on self-esteem is that we become performance-oriented oh. rather than experience-oriented. And so we lose the joy. And so, you know, if our kids are, are going to run, then they get obsessed about what their times are or what, you know, Joey has done or those kinds of things. And they, and they lose the, the joy of participation in a sport, in an activity, in mm. learning. Um, and they begin to measure themselves against others. So then there's that comparison again, oh. that which comparison is the thief of joy. Yes, it is, totally. um, And it creates all these feelings of isolation, of insecurity. Um, And so it really, they found that that's really backfired. I remember reading an interview once with Susan Sarandon, and she said, you know what I tell my kids? Go out there today and make some mistakes and come back and tell me what you learned. Yes. Okay. Yes. Doesn't that say to your kids, go learn about the world? Yes. You know, it's okay to take a risk. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to. And so the focus on self-esteem just moved us to performance and orientation rather than just about participation. So it really, and then when they're threatened, and that's where we have so much anxiety with kids. Oh, yes. So much depression. Yes. Um, and then you put in a pill, and there's a whole big pill mentality, and this whole domino effect, and it's awful, but we're not going to go there. We're talking about compassion and self-love and exactly. self-esteem issues. Exactly. So self-compassion allows, if we teach our kids, if we teach ourselves, and I always feel like the best way to learn something for me is to teach it to my kids. That's yeah. when I really get it. I get it in my bones. Oh, totally. <laughs> so, yeah. So really to say, for, to teach them, hey, it's okay to make a mistake. Every, you know, everybody makes mistakes. We all fail sometimes. You know, be kind to yourself. That's really a much better motivator than all this focus on perform. You know, the perform, perfect, please. That just doesn't get us anywhere. Oh, I, you know, and I, when you say that, I'm, I'm thinking of my kids and it's running through my head. I mean, there, and there's a couple different hats that I'm putting on because you have the athlete and there is, when you get on the court, and I had this conversation with my daughter, um, I see when you get on the court, you can be that animal. Mm-hmm. But when you're at home mm-hmm. and you're in, in a different space, mm-hmm. there will be kindness, respect, mm-hmm. and compassion. It's it's a different mindset when when there's when you put an athlete in there. Well, here's the difference, in, and we're gonna let's move right into okay, talking about great perfectionism okay. because 
it's the difference, and this was a really helpful concept to me, the difference between healthy striving for excellence yes. and perfectionism. So okay. I loved that because one is healthy striving for excellence has to do with what are our internal values and how are we moving towards those. Perfectionism has at its core a, a focus on others. What are others thinking? Oh. So we're worried about what others are thinking versus where we are inside. And it's our motivation for excellence versus what someone else is going to think about us or oh, what brilliant. award we're going to get. And so I loved that distinction between um, external locus of control versus internal. And I think for our kids to be able to... Ha- how did you feel about yes. what it was that you did? Yep. How did that make you feel when you, you know, ran that race, won the medal, whatever got an it was, a in or even lost the game, even lost the game? How did you feel? What's what, going what on? What was yeah. that about? What was the effort? What did you learn? Yes. What did we learn from this? What did we learn? Yep. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, so really, there's there's these three components to self compassion, and and the first one is self-kindness versus criticism. And that's just, again, all about that idea that how we can talk to ourselves kindly versus Mm -hmm. criticize. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, and to our, we know that, you know, who, how do we talk to others that we care about? How do we talk to our kids? How do we talk to our spouse? We we talk talk way nicer to everybody else than we do ourselves. (laughs) Turn that kindness to yourself. Yes. And that's going to be so much better. Be your own best friend. Be your own own best friend. Yes. And the second component to self-compassion is the idea of common humanity um, versus isolation, which is that idea that, you know, we're not alone in our in our struggle. You know, everyone struggles. Everyone makes mistakes. There's nobody that's ever um, learned anything. Or you know, I always I raised two boys, so you know, Michael Jordan was always a hero. <laughs> you know, and we talk about the fact that you know he didn't make his high school basketball team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did and he, he quit? He didn't quit. Yeah. He kept going. You know. Everyone has failures. That's the, the key. And doesn't he talk about that he specifically? Talks about he it says, a lot. I have failed a ton. How but... many baskets did I miss? Or yes. How many baskets I made? Yep. So just that concept of being able to to be in the struggle. And then and then the third one is um, mindfulness versus getting caught in our emotion. And we Ooh, talked we about talk, that yeah. a little bit earlier, but I think it's so important, again, that attitude of um, developing that um, ability to be with our emotional experience one step removed so that we can be curious mm. and stay in the present moment, allow for what is, and then learn from that. And let's stop. Let's just really quick allow what is, because if you're just tuning in, one, this is Sue Lundquist with the Gratitude Cafe, and we're joined here with Cynthia Binge, and uh, she was on here last week, and we were talking about emotional focus therapy and it, within her practice, and then we're also talking about compassion and self-compassion. Today, we were just talking about the three different components of self-compassion, um, self-kindness versus self-criticism. Common humanity versus isolation. And then um, just briefly, it was mindfulness versus emotional entanglement. 
And um, I had a question, and now it has slipped away. I don't know where it went. But um, I, I think reminding the audience, oh, I know what it was. It was the triggers. I really want to go back to that because there are so many people out there that, and, and I'm going to kind of do a little bit of a loop here because there's stimulants, sugars, caffeines, uh-huh. and you're really not tapped into what's truly going on into your body. And when you have a mindfulness or an awareness and you, or you don't, and you get triggered, is it because you're so edgy on caffeines and sugar or lack of sleep, all of this stuff. And I guess what I'm saying is I want the whole audience to make sure they're aware of what not only are they putting in their body, they need to be mindful of that because that is also a trigger to your body. So I just, Uh, just our physiology. You know, as you're saying, there can be external triggers and then there's internal triggers, which are things like our body chemistry. We have all kinds of, and as we all know, there's times when we're more able to manage stress and we're more resilient to the bumps and the disappointments and then times when we're not. And so developing, and I think that's the other thing I want to say about self-compassion is it's not only an attitude it's a practice, just oh, like mindfulness. It is. We have to, the, it's a muscle that you develop. It's a way of looking at the world that as you practice self-thinking, uh, self-kind thoughts when you make mistakes, as you practice and um, allow for your emotions and begin to get curious, Yes, you're going to learn frustration tolerance. And that's really what we're about is developing a bigger container to hold on to and allow for emotions. And, um, you know, it's what we teach kids when they're little, you know, to tolerate frustration. No, not now. No, you know, boundaries, all of those things. And as adults, we also need to learn to develop the capacity for holding on to and being with our emotional experience. So self-compassion is a practice. Very much so, 100%. All of this is a practice, and being mindful and having the awareness. I think it's really important. Uh, Do you want to jump into some barriers, or is there something else you wanted to talk to before? Yes, I think, you know, the barriers to self-compassion, and we've, we've touched on them a little bit, but, of course, the first one, the big bad guy, is shame. Oh, You know, okay, and you and I both love Brene Brown, and she's a shame researcher, and I can't stop talking about her enough because she gives a voice to shame. She says, yes, there is shame. Yes, it's okay. This is how you're going to chew on it. Yes. Well, she's given language to an experience that many of us had and didn't know. My my joke is And we were embarrassed or shameful of it. Yes. Brene made shame sexy. (laughs) She did. (laughs) Thank you, Brene. We love you. And, you know, really, again, it's tied into if we're hardwired for connection, which we are. Yes. Shame is the intensely painful feeling that we're unworthy of connection. And so that's why it's so powerful that we might be unworthy of belonging or approval or acceptance. So there's really two big messages with shame, you know, and the first one is I'm not good enough, not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not thin enough. All the not good enoughs. And, you know, once we can quiet that voice, the second voice that shame has is who 
who do you think you are? Uh. So it's like a vice, you know, if you're quiet the one side, then the other side comes up. So, uh, you know, and, and I think the other barrier to self-compassion is what I call the the big the the bossy big sister, which is perfectionism. Oh, <laughs> I like that the bossy big sister. the bossy big sister, which says you know perform and do more. And, yeah, you know we're we're just inundated with images daily about how to be better. Oh yeah, at everything. Oh yeah, you know be. A and better. if you take this, you'll be better. That's and if right. you drink that, you'll be better. And, oh, makes me be, crazy. Be a better mother. Be a better lover. Be a you know better yep. hostess. Ten I am great to... just how I am. It was so. Yeah, now you said this, and something popped into my head, and I'm going to share this with you. And a girlfriend from this weekend, she said, "So who are you going to be when you grow up?" And <laughs> I stopped for a minute, and I said. I really like who I am. Ah. And I have not ever said that before. I'm like, I really like who I am evolving, who I'm practicing, my daily practice, who, who I am showing are. up to be. Well, what I hear in that, Sue, is that you are living in your authenticity. Oh. You're living into really your gifts where I want to where be. you want yeah. to be yeah. and when we live into our gifts then it's not that we think oh yeah I've arrived and there's nothing oh, I have left to do heavens no <laughs> it's just what I'm doing now is just exactly uh, where I want to be yeah and for so long and I talk we're talking about this self-compassion for so long I was beating myself up because right. everybody out there is follow your dreams what are your dreams follow your passions and I'm like I don't know what the heck that is. I don't know how to find that. What is my passion? And getting down on myself because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Well, and then really, learning when you, the more you learn about that, that authenticity, you know, um, I'm going to read you a quote from. Oh, Renee wonderful! Brown. How about that? Because <gasps> yes, it really yes, yes, speaks yes. to this. Okay, it's it's authenticity is really a collection of choices. That we make every day to show up and be real. Mm. The choice to be honest and let our true selves be seen, that's where courage starts. Yes. Because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of worth can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. And I love that. I am so imperfect. (laughs) (laughs) I just ran through the race and I got the ribbon and I'm so imperfect. (laughs) Perfectly imperfect is my line. We're perfectly imperfect because, and again, that that idea of common humanity. So is everyone else. Yes, you know. I've just accepted it. Where you know, there's just other people out there. You'll get their love. You'll get there. We love. We'll love you through it. Yes. 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 We'll absolutely find a mentor along the way too. A safe mentor. A safe mentor. Absolutely. That really, really helps. Oh, that was beautiful. If you missed that quote. Ninner, ninner. No. <laughs> that no. wasn't very compassionate. <laughs> no, but seriously, we'll, I will type it up and I'll send it to you in the newsletter. Um, obviously, you're listening to the Gratitude Cafe. And we are joined here with uh, Cynthia Bench. And I want to make sure you have her website. And uh, it's triple W, Cynthia. And her last name is B-E-N-G-E dot com. Driving, please do not text and drive. I will send all this information to you. So we were talking about the barriers of self-compassion. We've covered a lot. If you're just tuning in, we have. We've covered a lot. We've talked about what compassion is, what self-compassion is, and being kind and respectful to ourselves, um, and having the capacity to soothe oneself when we become triggered and emotional. 
Um, and some of those people we know very well. I, you know, we're, we're wrapped up in the drama of all of that. And uh, the benefits of developing an attitude of self-compassion. And um, quite honestly, for every emotion, there is a need. And there, we talked briefly about the, the two needs, uh, human needs, is to feel safe and to feel loved. Absolutely mm-hmm. feel safe. Feel safe in what I'm talking about. Feel safe in my sexuality. Feel safe in my emotional capacity. Feel safe in safe. Bring in yourself. Bring in myself and that being enough and that being okay. And if you are not in that situation right now, have some compassion. CC's in life, like I like to call it, the compassionate curiosity for yourself and others. Get curious because that's going to help to take the sting out. Get curious and look around. Become aware of your surroundings and, and then get clear on what your surroundings should look like, how you should be feeling, how it will feel when you do feel safe, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we talked about the the beautiful Brene Brown and talking about authenticity. Um, where would you like to go well, from here? Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, there really are some tools. As I said, oh, this, yes. this is a Very practice. important. Yes, yes, yes. And it's something that um, you develop. It's a lens, as we talked about, yes. for looking at a the new world, lens. a new lens to look at ourselves with compassion, sort of like we look at others. Um, and so the first step, I think, is in what I call knowing the enemy. Let's know what the enemy, the mm. inner critic. In the drunk way, monkey. Yes. I you, call that the drunk monkey. The drunk monkey. Yes. There's lots of names. The inner mean girl. Yes. You know, the, the shame the gremlins. The Whoever, yes. you know, the, Brene calls it the inner hustler, you know. Oh, it's, yes. It's that voice inside of you that tells you you're not good enough. Yep. And so the first step, and this is really an important one, when I did this, I was shocked. It's to write down your inner dialogue. No, 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 no. I could really? not believe how I talked to myself. Oh, that's I mean, scary. It was I would never think of talking to anybody else that way. Yeah. And you know who it was? It was the voice of my dad. Mm. It was, you know, what the heck's the matter with you? You know, I, it was oh. just, I was amazed that I was going around talking to my, no wonder I had anxiety. Oh, I mean, I was gosh. beating myself up all day long. So we need to know the enemy. You need to write down your inner dialogue so you know who it is you're fighting against. Yeah. What are those messages? What are they saying? Hold them up to the light. What are they telling you about? You know, what, what is what is your little button? Oh, you know what? So we just spot. teased. We just teased. Okay. okay. So you know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, oh, my gosh, we are going to snap that inner critic right in half. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
<laughs> nice. Thank you, Benny. Let's do some FBI in on our self critic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Our inner critic, our bad roommate, our drunk monkey. All of that. We are joined here with the wonderful Cynthia Benj and her uh, practice, Emotional Focus Therapy. But she also takes her wonderfulness and classes on the road to workshops. She will come to your corporate events and do a lunch. Um, Pretty amazing stuff here. We're talking about compassion. And it's a nice way to end our month because last last week we gave you some great tools I, I spent the whole hour giving you some amazing tools especially about around boundaries and today we're going to do that we've we have been covering all the goodies about some self-compassion what that means what that is defined what it looks like to be have compassion have self-compassion for yourself um, and evolving that into self-worth, what that looks like, what happens when you get triggered. We're going to now jump into some tools, but I really want you to hold tight and listen all the way through because we have some pretty incredible things happening um, for the next 30 days, and it's really important that you get on the ship for this because it's pretty exciting. So before we left, we talked about the wonderful Brené Brown and her wonderful shame research. And then um, we talked about this compassion is a practice, meaning you have to practice it. You have to put it in your daily life. When you have that drunk monkey come up, there are tools that Cynthia is going to talk to us about. And Miss Cynthia, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you. Yes. I think one of the things that's really important is to, when you're developing uh, a self-compassion mantra, which I really suggest that you do, it's a counter to that inner critic. Okay. And it's important that you develop one that speaks specifically to your inner critic, because each of our inner critics sounds a little bit different. It comes from our history, from our background, What is our particular raw spot? What is our vulnerability? So first you need to write down your inner dialogue. Perfect. I was going to, yeah. What are you telling yourself? What's the negative message that you're telling yourself? Um, Be aware. Bring awareness. Bring awareness. Bring awareness to it. Remember the old line, you know, I'm okay, you're okay? Yes. forget it. I never felt okay. So that (laughs) never worked for me. Not at all. It's like, Uh uh-huh. I didn't uh, feel okay. I don't feel that. What would have been better for me is... um, you're not okay, and that's okay. <laughs> yes. And that would have yes. s- have spoken to really what it was I was feeling. It's okay so, to be imperfect. You know, and I, I used to do this this athlete talk thing. Again, I talked about my dad, my critic. You know, he yes. was a basketball player. He was a big jock. He was a big, you know, go get him. You can do it. Cynthia, you know, you know. And so that was my my mantra and it never worked for me because it actually really the you, you can do it you're tough enough it, it, that kind of stuff I didn't feel tough that wasn't it I, okay. I finally came up with this mantra here's my mantra okay. I'll tell you my mantra Please. Which, which is so funny to me because it's actually well here it is it's okay. you know oh so what happens what hap- this is what happens this when your drunk monkey comes up to myself when I get that inner critic that yes. says you know what the H is the matter with you? Yeah. My dad used to say to me, what the H is the matter, matter with, with you? you? All right. And what I say to myself now is, you know, oh, baby, baby, it's okay. <laughs> You're okay. Just breathe and believe. Breathe, breathe and, and believe. believe. And for me, oh. that just 
calms me down. I just think, oh. Breath work is so important, well, too. But we're going to get to that. I know that's a yummy tool. But seriously, for those out there that are listening, find something that feels good to you. because we speaks have, to you. And mine is. Tell me yours. Mine is. No, that's not. That was my past. I'm choosing love and trust. And yes. I literally hold my hands on my heart and say, yes. I'm choosing love and trust. I visualize what love and trust looks like to me in my life. It could be your dog. It could be your God. It could be your pen. It could be whatever mm-hmm. you want. And you visualize that because there's neurological things happening. Absolutely. There's neurological pathways that are reestablishing themselves so you can build. It's a building block. Again, it's a practice. It's a practice. Yes. You're calming yourself. Yes. And you can, that's the magic of this mm. is that we have the capacity inside of us to be our own inner coach and yes. therapist and and lover, really. Yes. Yes. And And so I love that you put your hand on your heart because, again... That's calming your parasympathetic nervous system. It's calming yourself down. Yes. Um, and that's infinitely. So, you know, what What speaks to you? I know Brene's is her her mantra is don't puff up, don't shrink away, stand in your truth. Ah, oh, yes, that's right. I love so that. That's a beautiful mantra. Don't puff up. Don't shrink away. Don't shrink away. Stand in your truth. Stand in your truth. Ah, oh, that's another good one. I choose love and trust. It's okay, baby. baby. Just breathe and believe. (laughs) Just breathe breathe and and believe. believe. Which is the second powerful tool I use, breathing. It sounds so simple. I started to do yoga, and breath work has been amazing for me. Yes. And really, Brene tells the funniest uh, story about, you know, she's done interviews with thousands of people, and she has, you know, She's the Texan, you know, lock oh, and look, go her. get him. So oh, yeah. all this breathing, you know, <laughs> and this, she <laughs> has a hard time you know, buying she it. Does. She says, if I yep. didn't, if I didn't know I was such a good researcher, I don't know if I'd buy into this. So she goes and interviews the Navy SEALs. This is what I love because <laughs> I was, I love this. <laughs> this is such a funny story. And it she, is. She's like, okay. They, and she says, so tell me, you know, when you're going to go on these missions, how do you call me? Navy SEALs, Navy folks. SEALs. The and you know, they said, first of all, you got to know your emotions, ma'am. You're going to know your emotions. She's like, oh, okay, okay well, check. tell me about that. You know? Yeah. And what do you do? Tactical breathing. She's like, okay, this I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> Tactical breathing. Let's have it. And he goes, ma'am, it's the breathing box. She goes, oh no, they've been telling me about the breathing box forever. <laughs> Up, in for four, hold for four, out for four, over for four. Yes. But let me tell you, if it works for the Navy SEALs, do you think it might work for us? Oh, yeah. It's not Navy. It's Navy SEALs. Heck, it's it's across the board. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So the breathing box is just in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. If you do that for three minutes, you Mm. will be amazed. Oh, I do that. And I, that's a really good breathing. Okay. So even to combat fear, anxiety, all that trigger, all that bad stuff. But another really good thing, because I taught my children this before they have tests. Breathe. Do the box breathing. I, I breathe that before I go and start public speaking, before my workshop, when I'm going into meditation, even sometimes when I'm running. I do that. Oh, do you? Oh, That's totally. Great. Yeah, just so again, it's a practice. It's a practice. Sometimes I only get to three, <laughs> especially when I'm running yes. or if I'm really triggered, I'll just 
I'll hold my breath. <laughs> but you don't want to do that because then, yeah. But, yeah, keep. That's wonderful. It's such a good tool. So we talked about the tools. And first step is get to know your enemy. Correct, Cynthia? Yes. Get to know that inner critic or the hustlers, Brene likes to to uh, refer to. I'm, I call it the drunk monkey. You have your dialogue that is your dad's athletic voice. Right. You know, the go-getter. Go get him. You can yeah, do it. You can do it. Didn't work for you. No. A lot. It didn't work for a lot of people. Um, and then the second was uh, your self-compassion mantra. Again, we're talking about tools to put in place when this stuff comes up, when your panic attack comes up, when your fear comes up, when uh, triggers come up. These are your practical tools that you can take into your life now. First, of course, get to know what that inner critic is. Then in its place... To allow yourself to get calm, have a self-mantra. Mine is, no, I'm choosing love and trust. I literally hold my hands over my heart. Cynthia has hers. Oh, baby, baby. Just breathe and believe. Just breathe and believe. I love that. And what was Brene's? Brene's is don't puff up. Don't shrink away. Stand in your truth. Ah, I love it. So I will have all of those on my newsletter so you guys can... Feel those and yes. see if they work for you. And you can alter them if you want well, to. Well, try it. Find your yeah, own. Yeah, find, find your, your own, own that feels good to because you. Because it has to speak to the place that you get triggered yep. in order for it to be effective. Yep. You really can't use someone else's unless it really speaks to unless you. Unless it speaks to you. But yeah. developing your own is the key in your own voice. Yes. And then, of course, there's lots of guided self-compassion meditations, self-compassion breaks that you can use to, um, and I'm going to be doing a 30-day self-compassion challenge. That's we what we, yes, that let's talk about that pretty please, because this is important. Now, you guys, we've only had an hour, less than an hour to be, and this is like free coaching here, sister. I mean, it's juicy, good tools. But you guys are going to now, you know, I, I, I say this, just leave your life for the next hour and just come here and get good, juicy tools for your soul and your life. Now you're going to leave. You need to take those tools into your life. You are accountable. It's your responsibility to put these tools into practice. If you are truly ready for change and ready to evolve to get rid of the fear, to get rid of the drunk monkey, subside it, change the neurological pathways, all of this stuff, you have to be accountable. You have to put these tools into play. Now, perfect segue for Miss Cynthia, because this is perfect, your 30-day challenge. That's what I'm doing. Starting on May 1st for the merry month of May. Merry month of May. In your inbox, you will find, if you go to my website, sign up, it's free. Yep, and I will, don't worry, folks, it will be in the newsletter Saturday morning with the show. So um, every day you'll have a tip, you'll have a tool, you'll have a quote, you'll have a bit of research, you'll have some information about self-compassion. And one of the things I'll ask you to do in the beginning of the 30 days is to go to Kristen Neff's website, actually, Tosca. There's a a test of self-conscious affect. Which Ooh. is sort of what is your guilt talk? What is your shame talk? Helping you identify what are the ways that you. Going back to what you were talking back about to what earlier. I was yeah, saying. your first step. And that'll be one of the first things we do together. And at the end of the 30 days, we'll do it again. And we'll see, okay, how did we move toward 
developing this capacity for self-compassion. So we've got the 30-day self-compassion challenge. And you can see how much you've grown. You can see how much you've grown. And the tools that you've employed and practiced. I love it. And so we're kicking off. The kickoff party is Sunday, May 1st at my office in Fremont, the Saturn Building. Fremont, as you know, is the center of the universe, right kitty-corner to the rocket. My office, and we're going to have a kickoff party Oh, Sunday. I didn't know that. Yes. Really? At 11 o'clock. Ah! 11 to 1, we're going to view a bit of Brene Brown's video talking about... Oh, my gosh. Self-compassion. This coming Sunday. This coming Sunday. 11 to 1 at your office. 11 to 1 in my office. We're having a compassion party, yes, sisters. Yes, Sisters and brothers, a, kick a compassion kickoff party That's in right. Fremont. That's right. So be there. Be there, definitely. Uh, you do have to sign up for that. Okay, so Cynthia we'll Bench. give you the link. Yep, CynthiaBench.com forward slash 30 day. But I will have all of that information for you. Um, so you have to make sure that you're signed up for my newsletter. Otherwise, you won't get it. Uh, and that's SueLunquist.com. Sign up for the newsletter and you'll get all of this amazing information. Cynthia, we talked about so much today from A to Z. We're wrapping up the month, the month of April. Because April, I'm thinking May. <laughs> Here we go. Here we come. Here we come. May Madness. May, is it May Madness? No, it's no, not. that's it's March. March Madness. That's March. Yeah, that's March. So Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. We <laughs> really covered a lot about self-compassion today. Striving for perfection. You got to let that go. You got to embrace yourself and have self-acceptance. Really briefly before we go, I want you to think about willpower because all of this is going to play with you, all of these self-compassions. And if you allow it to go by the wayside, I, I, and I, and bear with me here because you have to have willpower. If you look like uh, look at the people like the president, for crying out loud, and he had a smoking issue, or Oprah, she has a weight issue. I, I tell you this because you're not going to tell me either one of them do not have willpower. <laughs> right. 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 Right, right, right. There are just certain things in their life that they don't have enough energy for. And and I just, I, I leave it at that. And I know I'm kind of teasing you a little bit and I'm ending it really, I know Benny's, oh, Benny's going to cut me off. All right, I'll write it in the newsletter and I will explain it all. I'm sorry I had to do that, but I got cut off by my producer. I love you guys so much. Sign up for the web, or sign up for the newsletter, com. And until next time, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to sign up at com to get all your questions answered and free goodies delivered directly to your inbox. We'll see you next time. Three,